Yo, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Trudy LPC, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Self-Aware and F-Up podcast. So I really wanted to just take a moment and give you guys some love for all of the support and all of the kind words that have been pouring in over the last couple of weeks with the previous guests that I've been able to interview. Thank you so much for the support. Continue to give that love, give that support, like, comment, and subscribe so we can continue to bring you great new content. But I want to shift the focus to today's guest. She is a colleague of mine. I've known her for the last five or so years and I really want to just be able to highlight her story and how she is able to connect with people in what she does for veterans and what she does with her own private practice so without further ado please welcome to the self-aware and Up podcast Miss Carlos Hughes she is a licensed professional counselor she is a certified anger management specialist and she is the owner and operator of Mindful Peace Counseling. So without further ado, welcome to the Self-Aware and F-Up podcast, Ms. Carlos Hughes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. How are you doing today, Carlos? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's actually it's an honor and a joy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I know, um, you know, it takes a lot to kind of set aside some of your time, especially when you're working and you have a lot, a lot of things going on in your personal life. So I definitely don't take that lightly. So again, thank you for, for joining me um, to, to talk a little bit about mental health and what you do in your private practice. But before we jump into all of that, I wanted to just give you a moment to just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, um, again, my name is Carlos Hughes. Um, okay. I am a mother of two um, adult children. Okay. I am married um, to the love of my life. Okay. I am thankful. I have a deep belief in God and I love what he's doing in my life. I am, I've been in the counseling field, got a little late start in my okay. education. <laughs> so, but I've been in the mental health field for the last, oh my goodness, about uh, 10 years. Okay. Um, it's such a rewarding um, position. I, I won't say position because it's more of a, a passion. Okay. Um, my purpose, the purpose I feel like um, that is destined for my life. And when you walk in your purpose, it's not a job or a title or position. Exactly. It's, it's what you do every day. So as they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So mm. I truly believe that um, I've just recently opened my own private practice, which has been a another long time dream of mine and part of my purpose and destiny. I, I feel I've um, had the pleasure of meeting so many different people. Mm -hmm. I worked on a, a crisis line, suicide prevention line. And mm -hmm. wow, that is <laughs> such a weighty position. Yeah. But it gave me the opportunity to really get to know the struggles that people deal with, um, especially in those sweet hours of the night. Yeah. Uh, so that's me. This is my passion. This is um, where I'm going. This direction. I'm, I pray that God continue to push me forward in. Uh, that's just me. Okay. Gotcha. I don't remember you being on a night shift, but I feel like you had to have been at some point because I think that that's maybe how we met. Were you on the night shift before? Absolutely. 11 p.m. to 730 a.m. in the morning. Okay. I we had some elevator rides together then because I was 11 to 7. So, wow. Yeah. 
Because I, I mean, I knew we were together. But I can't remember. It's, it's been so long. So, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing a little bit about that. So, I know we had a little dialogue before the show um, in the inbox when we were preparing for it about, you know, just the idea of self aware and effed up and how you might connect to that idea. How do you connect with the idea of being self aware and effed up? Well, after I realized that self awareness and realized that uh, I was effed up. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> Um, I connect to that because there was a, a, a time in my life where I always put others first. Mm. Me was never uh, in the forefront. So everybody's thoughts, feelings, emotions, that all came first. I, um, I guess you could say that, you know, in a past relationship, a previous relationship, I put myself so far in the background mm. that when something was obviously done wrong, I took ownership of it. Wow. I completely took ownership for it. I apologized. And I'm thinking, why am I doing that? When I finally was able to have that self-awareness, I realized why am I blaming myself? Why am I think a lot of people call it flipping the script when someone, you know, comes in, they do something wrong. And then you're the one that wind up taking the responsibility for someone right. else or whatever. That was my whole life in this relationship. Mm. That was everything was about. And I, I, I didn't come in at four or five o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't leave evidence of infidelity all over the place and, Mm. I was the one that was apologizing for it. And I truly, I think all of us, when we're dealing with, especially with infidelity, we yeah. tend to blame ourselves. What did I do wrong? Why, why am I not good enough? Mm. Why am I not enough in general? And thinking about that, I sat back and I, and I, I guess it was just, you know, my faith grew. Okay. It was strengthened. And then I felt like God showed me that you are who I made you to be. Mm. You are who I made you to be. This is not on you. So literally, I felt like a weight had been lifted. Even though I dealt with this situation a little bit longer, I stopped taking responsibility for someone else's actions. Yeah. yeah. And to, to get to that point where you're so, you're apologizing for someone else doing something exactly. wrong to you. Yeah. And, and that's where the term comes in. My goodness, that was effed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think we a lot of us been there before. I know I've been there in your shoes before. So, yeah. But you were able to escape that situation eventually. So I think that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that definitely exactly. counts for something. Because it, it, it takes a lot to get out of a situation like that. And I know you said flipping the script. You know, it sounds like there was some emotional manipulation probably going on there and some gaslighting and all of those things. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone who is unfaithful and putting you in a situation like you're the person that's doing the, the wrong or doing the harm. So really glad you were able to get out of that situation. And um and be able to move forward in your journey towards peace and just wholeness in your life. So I think that that's pretty awesome. So thank you for sharing that, that self-aware and effed up experience. Cause I know it's not always easy to talk about things like that. So I'm curious to know, like you, you said, you got a late start in the mental health field. 
what how did you even become interested in becoming a therapist? That was also related to my past relationship. And I, and we could complain about our journey and yeah. various but I think all our experiences, whether good, bad, or indifferent, can mold us and bring us out to who we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, in that relationship, um, the person that I was with was in a tragic accident. Okay. Um, actually, um, struck by lightning, and wow. it it put my family in limbo for about four and a half years. So um, at the time, my son was only seven years old and my daughter was only a month old, one month mm-hmm. old. So Very she little. never really, exactly, um, my daughter never knew, really knew her her father as far as getting to know him and that kind of thing. And so I was encouraged to seek counseling. Mm. And so I reached out to a Christian counselor, actually. Um, that was a, probably about 15 miles from my house. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences in my life. Mm. It wasn't because, oh, I like just talking to people and I like just, you know, being able to help people. Yeah. But it met, made a mark. And I think everything in our lives is, is strategically placed for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this person helped me through so much. And I knew what I went through. And I've always had a passion to help others and it just fit. It just clicked. Okay. So after years of, you know, we have to kind of, no, I don't really think I should. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't. So we go that back and forth and everything. And then I thought at the time I was too old to get, go back to college and mm-hmm. finish up my degrees and everything. I was okay. about 35 years old. So I, at the that, time. That's not I, that old. Just, just, so I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Because I had two kids and I had a household to run, and then I had to, you know, still in that point, taking care of my husband who was um, in a persistent vegetative state and required total care. So that that I didn't think I would have the time. And again, like I said, you know, I'm too old to go back to you know school with these young people. <laughs> okay, but but I I prayed about it. I had the encouragement and the support of my mother and uh, many good friends. And I did. I went back and there was times, of course, I wanted to give up, but Mm. everything just clicked. So here I am. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, I think that's a really amazing journey that your pain was turned into your purpose. I think that 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 really says a lot about your resiliency and your passion, as you spoke about a little bit earlier, because it's like it's one of those things where we don't necessarily always know where we're going to end up. But we have to trust that the universe or God or, you know, whatever our high power is, is going to lead us in that direction. Because I know I fell into counseling um, definitely based on the things that I experienced as a child, like wanting to understand and help other kids that went through things like I went through as a child. And so it's it's, it's so funny because I feel like everyone that is in the counseling field, obviously we don't do it for the money, you know, like we do it for the passion and the love of it. And so I think it's really cool that you were able to turn your your essentially abusive past into something that is great and is able to help and inspire other people. So how did you specifically get into working with anger management? Like how what drew you to that? Well, that I actually kind of was, um, I won't say dragged into, but okay. it just kind of, 
it was kind of it just kind of fell in my lap. Uh, I started working with um, some veterans at a you know community service board, mm-hmm. and I love working with the veterans. And uh, one of the things that that a lot of veterans deal with is PTSD, yeah. which it has that anger piece that one of the symptoms is angry mm-hmm. outbursts or what have you. And so I wanted to learn more about how that the emotion anger mm. and it triggers a whole lot of different things. So I really enjoyed learning about the, the inner, not just the mental and emotional um, effects it has on you, but also the physical effects it have on the body. Wow. And the, and actually the, the fallout with expressing anger so intensely, so constantly to to a degree where you are harming yourself and others Mm. that fascinated me um it also helped me to guide my own anger you know and anger management is not about not getting angry it's about managing it and coping with it in a way that's so more appropriately so I was kind of I just kind of fell into it and then Mm. wanted to know more so um I geared my training to learn more about anger. Can you speak a little bit more to those physical symptoms of anger management? Because I know that that's something that a lot of people aren't really able to recognize that, you know, you may literally be killing yourself, allowing yourself to become that angry. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Absolutely. Anger can affect your, um, your heart rate, your, your, um, your heart rate, your, uh, the processes of the heart, uh, Blood pressure, it can affect um, uh, different um, hormones flowing in and out. Mm. People black out when sometimes, if you know, people have said that, oh, I see black or I see red. Yes. <laughs> I get angry, I get a headache, uh, my heart starts palpitating like it's beating mm. out of this, uh, my chest. That, you know, I feel sometimes I feel weak, I feel tired, I, I sweat profusely. There's a whole lot of different processes. So it affects the heart functions. If your blood pressure is elevated so much, uh, so consistently on, you know, on a constant basis to that mm-hmm. degree, you know, if we, if our blood pressure is so high all the time, it can trigger a stroke. Right. So we are talking about a whole lot of different things, hormones. Exactly. Right. So when you, you're blacking out, I see I'm blacking out, I see red, I'm seeing black. It affects everybody. Your muscles tense mm. up. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but yeah. I know when I get to anger, I can feel my I can feel every muscle in my body tense. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that because, you know, uh, I, used to, I used to have a bit of an anger management problem. I'm working on it. My therapist, we, we don't, came a long way. But yeah, I think that you know, all of those symptoms are really important to highlight because people don't realize that, you know, he who angers you controls you. And really that part, people are living rent-free in your head and you're angry about something that they really probably don't care too much about. And you're killing yourself. I think that's the main thing. You're, you're killing yourself when you allow yourself said, to be angry. It was said to me by a past, um, when I was doing my internship, and we were having a discussion with some of our clients. Mm-hmm. And this instructor said, you know, anger is literally toxic to your body. Yeah. 
And that stuck with me so much because if we do allow these things to go on constantly or whatever, mm-hmm. we're not just hurting ourselves. We're hurting our families. We're destroying relationships. Right. We are uh, affecting ourselves financially because people don't know the deeper consequences of displaying your anger in such a way that it can affect everything in your life. Um, mm-hmm. It like destroy relationships. You, um, if you hit someone, destroy property, you're just destroying your property. Some people yell, some people throw things, some mm-hmm. people punch walls, some right. people <laughs> smash TVs. So that in itself is affecting you financially. So also if you're upset with someone, you punch them or, or assault, uh, assault them, they may call the um, law enforcement. So you're going to jail. So that's, yeah. you're going to be out uh, if they uh, bring charges uh, you have to pay court costs lawyers so if you're in jail and you can't go to work you might get fired so mm-hmm. when I say that there's so many much more deeper implications yeah consequences it goes way more than just okay I just smashed the TV exactly or I just, I just punched somebody no it it's it it has a definitely a definite trickle-down effect that yeah. people need to be aware of. Absolutely. Yeah, been there. <laughs> I said that, got the T-shirt, and, uh, you know, still mess up from time to time. But, you know, I, I definitely, that resonates with me. So um, your tagline on your website is preserve my peace. And that resonates with me because back in 2020 right before the pandemic hit I went on a vacation and talking with one of our colleagues at the veterans crisis line we were always talking about yeah I just got to preserve my peace I just got to preserve my peace so when I saw that I was like all right we have to talk a little bit about preserving the peace and what strategies people can do to preserve their peace and I think that also ties back into the anger management because again you let people control you you know you really are giving up your ability and your choice and your will for your own life. So how do you, what strategies do you have to help people preserve their peace? Well, first and foremost, one of the main things is understanding what you was within your control. Mm. A lot of people get upset because they can't control the way what other people say, do or think. Yeah. Take, Take that particular weight off your back because we cannot, we cannot control other people. And we get frustrated and angry because of that. Mm-hmm. That again, disturbs your peace. When you allow people, when you're not proactive and just, and you're just reactive to situations, to people, to things. When I say that, I'll, I, I tell my clients to be proactive rather than reactive. Because a lot of the situations, a lot of people that they spend a lot of time around, family members, co-workers, um, church members, whatever the case may be, you've been around these people for a certain length of time. Yeah. So you know that they know your buttons. You may know their buttons. So you know they're going to try to press those buttons. Be, re- be proactive. Mm. Understand that you already know what's going to happen in that situation. If you allow that that person to continue to press your buttons, take yourself out of the situation, diffuse it before it gets started. Yeah, you know, I, I do believe you know when someone is just for instance, um, if you know someone that they come to you and their first thing is, I want to tell you how to run your life, how to live your life. I'm going to tell you how you feel, mm-hmm. and they they in on you or whatever. 
good morning. How are you doing? You know, you look so you don't even let them get started. So I'm I'm just saying that I know that's a silly example, but my mm-hmm. my main point is to diffuse that. You know what is going to happen. Certain places, if that's a triggering place for you, limit your time around that place or take someone with you yeah. that can in a good space or whatever. If it's family members or certain people, you can go to the family cookout. You just mm-hmm. don't have to stay all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cookout started at four to eight. I'm going to five to seven. Mm-hmm. Set a time. Have a plan. The other thing is just knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. If you know are then what other people have to say about you or what they think about you is basically white noise right yeah it, these things when people family when people say things about you of course we're human it hurts or whatever mm. but know thyself exactly that's so important. yourself that'll roll off your back mm. so just just know who you are be proactive rather than reactive and understand that you cannot control what other people do, say, or think. I right. think those are my top three for not allowing people to disturb your peace. There's yeah. nothing like peace. When I tell you that is a wonderful, wonderful, priceless, priceless gift, mm-hmm. I'm not giving my gift away. I hear you. I'm not giving mine away either. <laughs> I'm here for all of that. And also use that block button if you need it. <laughs> because people don't, like, I don't know, like I told you, anger management is something I struggle with. And I used to be very reactive, like extremely reactive. I got to have the last word. You're going to hear what I got to say. At this big age, I don't have time to be going back and forth with anyone about anything. I don't care if it's mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin. Um, if you if you cannot respect my peace, you will not be in my life. And I, I did videos a while ago about the block button on social media and on your phone. It's okay to block people if they don't respect your boundaries because people will push you. They, uh, like you said, Carlos, they, they know your triggers. They know what's going to get you going. And I'm real heavy on the block button. So I just want to throw that in there because I feel like sometimes people feel like you're being mean, but no, you're preserving your peace. And it's okay for you to do that because you got to take care of yourself. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you wish more people knew about anger management or even just the counseling process in general? Like, what do you wish they knew? Well, first and foremost, um, especially anger. Mm-hmm. People look at anger as a bad thing. Anger is not necessarily bad. In fact, a multitude of emotions that we experience and feel are not bad. They're whether comfortable or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we spend so much time judging those emotions that we don't allow ourselves to feel those emotions and then move on from them. Right. So anger, anger and other emotions that we experience, they are natural. We're going to get angry. Like I said in the beginning, um, the goal of anger management is not to not get angry. Exactly. But it's to manage and cope with it and expressing it to where it's appropriate and it's not harming you or other people. So 
that is one of the main points. As far as counseling, oh, I could talk days about counseling. Is okay. like I said, it's my passion, my love, whatever. But to know when you have a good counselor, and people think, well, I get a counselor, I got to stick with that person. Mm. If you don't have a rapport with that person, and you feel that there's not a good trust, a good trust, and a good therapeutic relationship, relationship, then you have every right to address it and or find another um, therapist. Right. Yeah. You should know that therapy is not about telling you how to run your life or telling you how you need to live your life. A therapist's job is to help guide you to find those answers within. Mm. Yeah. We're not, we're not here to tell you what to do. We still try to manage our own lives. <laughs> And no, that's that's the truth now. Uh. <laughs> Another important thing, I think what people don't understand about therapists is that they think we all we have all together, like our life is just like, you know, mm. bad, bad, uh, it just falls in place. I think what most make most therapists really good therapists is, is their own lived experience. Exactly. Baby. So, <laughs> anything I won't say you can't help anybody or you can't be empathetic however you're you can draw upon your own lived experiences to make to really help that that person that client you know discover some things in their lives mm. and I think that the 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 goal should lie you are the expert of you right you are the expert of you and I'm just there to help facilitate these different things these different um, decisions, even be to be a sounding board. Mm. I'm not sitting in judgment of you because I don't want anybody sitting in judgment of me. I have, like, as you said before, you have a therapist. I have my own therapist. So mm. therapist therapy, but just understanding that that person is not there to run your life. That person is not to, there to judge you. That person is there to help you, to help guide you and to mm. um, maybe to put, and there's some interventions that can help you come to terms with certain things and make some better decisions for your life. Right. Yeah. I thank you for breaking both of those down because I feel like, you know, with the anger piece, a lot of people get stuck in this idea of, you know, oh, well, you know, if I'm angry, I'm hurting the other person. And I'm like, you're hurting yourself. Like that's, that's first and foremost, but Definitely the misconceptions around counseling and what that process looks like, because I have had clients with, you're supposed to tell me what to do. No, I'm not supposed to tell you what to do. I'm supposed to help you figure that out. You know, I don't have all the answers because my life is definitely in shambles 50% of the time. I'm going to give myself 50 now because usually I would have said 95%, but 50% of the time I don't have it together. And so it just depends on the day of the week that you see me where I'm at and you know we are human and we need support as well which is why I'm I'm definitely glad to hear you say yeah you have a therapist because a lot of therapists aren't tapping into that you know and aren't realizing you can't carry and and help all of these people without having someone that you can lean on so definitely want to you know thank you for highlighting that part because it is so so important um that how can people connect with you if they want to be able to get your counseling services or be able to kind of connect and see what you're doing to help people 
I can be reached on my website. And thank you so much for highlighting that. Um, MindfulPeaceCounselingServices.com. My email address is info at MindfulPeaceCounseling.com. My phone number that I can be reached is 352-216-0992. And please make sure you leave a voicemail message. I will return your call in 24 hours at least. That's the hope. And also have a Facebook page, uh, Mindful Peace Counseling, LLC. Actually, I think it's Mindful Peace Counseling Services, LLC on Facebook. So just reach out to me. I would love to help guide you in, in this journey to becoming a, um, a better version of yourself, more emotionally healthier, to, to enjoy this thing we call peace, inner mm-hmm. peace. When I tell you having a sense of inner peace is such a priceless gift that I think everybody should have an experience. Yeah. I truly mean that because that's something I practice myself. So let's take this journey together. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So that people are able to connect with you. You have a lot of different ways and all of the information of how you can connect with Carlos will be in the description of this episode. Carlos, is there anything else that you want to share with people before we get out of here? Well, you know, I say live your life intentionally each and every day. Live your life to to the fullest chase after your dreams reach your goals take care of yourself self-care is so important i think it's so underrated and people Mm. tend to brush it off that they have plenty of time to take care of themselves later the time to take care of yourself is now yeah So you guys heard her. Take care of yourselves right now. Don't wait another second. Don't wait another minute. Do it right now. And at all costs, preserve your peace. Thank you so much, Carlos. Thank you so much for your time, taking time out of your day to be able to share with people a lot of good stuff we've talked about. And I definitely think it's going to be able to help so many people out there that may be struggling with anger management or maybe struggling with really just finding their peace. So I really appreciate and truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. For everyone else listening, again, make sure you guys connect with Carlos. Make sure that you get all of her information from the description in this episode and connect with her if you need her services. Um, For everyone else, make sure that you guys follow me, Tree the LPC, on all social media platforms under the handle Tree the LPC. You can also check out what I have going on at uniquedestiny.org. Again, make sure you guys connect, like, comment, and subscribe, and keep all of that information coming because we want to make sure that we continue to provide excellent content for you guys. Until next time, be safe, be well, and make sure that you take care of your mental health.